Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Clinton Baptiste here, clairvoyant, medium and psychic, joined at my left-hand side by the very beautiful, the very fragrant, Linda Pollock, ladies and gentlemen. Hiya. Hiya, Linda. Lovely to see you. We're here for episode... 28! We've been going for bloody yonks. Linda, how have you been, Milo? All right. I feel um, especially cultured and um, mentally stimulated today. Oh, yeah? Why is that? Is that your willy? Go on. Immersive theatre. Immersive theatre. Immersive theatre. What 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 does that uh, what does that entail? It means when you go to a thing where it, where the play is kind of happening around you, and you sort of follow the action that you want to follow. Different actors go in different directions, and you're in the set. So this place was like it looked like the Wild West. It's called Phantom Peak. Right. Go right, on. And I'm not going to give you any spoilers. And I think it's different every time anyway. Right. But there's a whole thing going on, a whole mysterious thing going on in this town that's supposed to be in like America, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of a steampunk type thing. So it looks like the Wild West. And you can go up and ask them things and you have to un- un- unravel a mystery. Oh, what are they doing? They're having sex at the moment. They're not doing that. One is an undertaker. One is a scientist. You have to go around the different shops and ask for things. One, yeah. One of them is um, selling dodgy things on the, what they call the grey market. Oh. Well, it's, it's naughty. Yeah, and go on. And it was fun. It was fun, fun, fun. Was this in L- London town? It's in the East End. God, I'd like the idea of that. It's really good. Really? So, I mean, the, these actors are sort of steeped in the, 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 the history of these characters, Yeah, so you go up to them and you'll say, you know, for example, there's a character in there called Sparks. Sparks, what can you tell me about X, right? Yeah. You follow it along, you've got like an app on your phone. Right. Uh, that says, right, now it gives you the clues. Go and ask Sparks about this. Right. And it says, go and confront the, you know, the person you think has done X, Y or Z. Right. So it's that and you sort of follow it around. It's like a, it's like live Cluedo almost. Wonderful. But Cowboys. Oh, yeah, God, so I don't know what I play. <laughs> Slipped. Slipped out. Slipped out. Bloody hell, well, that does sound rather good, yeah, doesn't and it? And stop whenever you want and have some lunch and that. Okay, that's and that's, that's my favourite bit. Yeah, great. Well, how about that, ladies and gentlemen? If we give you nothing else, it's, it's something to do. And, you know, there's still a little bit of... What, is there a little bit of time? Probably the kids are back at school by now, aren't They're they? going to do something new for October, I think, because that was at the end of this one. It was like the summer festival in this uh, supposed town, Phantom Peak. Right. And they said, oh, we'll be doing something else in the um, the autumn festival. 
Oh. And I'm guessing then they'll do something at Christmas, so it changes up all the time. It's great. I really enjoyed it. There you are, ladies and gentlemen. It's not just poo bum willy and silly double entendres. It's proper educational yeah. stuff. And we're going to move straight away to your problems. Oh, I thought we could yeah. do, you know, because we do want to be useful and you've already helped us with a little bit of information about something to do. Yeah. And this is from Chat, Fate and Fortune. And I think it's J- Jane Dilly answering this. Can she make friends? Can we have some spooky music, please, as the spirits deal, and Jane Dilly, with your problems? My little girl struggles to make friends. Ah. And she had a really tough time at primary school. Ah. Now she's about to start secondary school. See, this is why people don't trust us, Clinton. I'm sorry. I retract all that. That was really nasty of yeah. me. No, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are you know, people with definite problems. They don't need me <laughs> being a, 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 a dickhead about it. Now, take that all back. Go on. She's terrified. I know how cruel some kids can be. Yes. I've enclosed a picture of our cat, Ginny. <laughs> What? In the hope that you can tell me how she'll get on. My husband tells me I'm worrying too much about this. Fingers crossed I'm right, says Amelia, 46. And she sent this via email, just in case you were wondering. (laughs) The medium that she employed. Jane says, Jimmy is just gorgeous. I'm picking up that your daughter is a very sensitive young lady with a beautiful heart. And that's why I feel doubly bad taking the piss. (laughs) Spirit tells me she's going to be absolutely fine in secondary school. Yes, there will be a few blips along the way. But I can see her making three lovely friends. They'll be like the three musketeers. I hope your daughter's lots of happy times ahead. Can I add something maybe practical? Please do. From this picture, I'm seeing that Ginny is lying on a denim jacket or a pair of jeans. Yes. Does your daughter smell of cat piss? <laughs> Listen, well, I'm something... a cat woman. I know that it can happen. Yes. In which case, bit bicarb. I'm also I'm looking at the photo she sent in of the cat, and um, it looks like possibly a little bit, a little bit of a messy house. <laughs> Why don't you sort your house out, and then when she has friends around, they won't be taking the piss out of her yeah. in the school playground. Yeah. So there's a couple of bits of sensitively handled, sensitively handled advice. advice. Is this the right move? My boyfriend is my boyfriend has asked me to marry him. We're both in our fifties, and this feels like it could be my time. The problem is, hold on, the problem is he wants his mum, who is 75, to live with us. Fucking hell. I'm not so keen, but he's even admitted she'd win if I forced him to choose. <laughs> Should I walk away? Sue 56, Stoke-on-Trent. What do you think, Linda, as if I can't figure it out? It's a tricky one. My first <laughs> impulse was sod that. Yes. But let's think practically. She's 75. Not long now. Well. Oh, my fucking God. Very cynical. Maybe think of it as an investment. I don't know. Okay. Oh, well. I suppose the other thing is to be reasonable. You're in your mid 50s. Your mum, you know, it is nice to look after yeah. your mum. And, and it won't, oh, I say, it won't be for long. No, there is that. Um, uh, but mm, the tricky. advice is uh, he sounds like the perfect catch. So before you throw this fish away, ask yourself why he's so perfect. What or who has made him the man he is today? 
The simple answer could be his mother. That's yeah. true, isn't it? As for moving in, cross that bridge when you come to it. I feel that if she thinks you are sticking around, her attitude towards you will change. Well, hang on, what attitude? We haven't been given any hint as of an attitude from the mum. I mean, that would be different. If the mum hated her and she wanted to move her in, then that's something else, but that's no... No, the mum likes... I think they probably uh, discussed it. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, away from the mum's ears. How can I end this? I've been with my boyfriend for five years and I feel the spark has vanished. I know I need to end it, but I feel so upset and hesitant that we're now stuck in this weird limbo. I don't know how to push past this and get... Linda's already clasping her hands She's together. 28. Get out quick! I don't know how to push past this and get used to being on my own. Can you help? Yeah. Michelle, 28, Canvey Island, yeah. Essex. So five years. Since you were 23, you were a child. Get out. Things have changed. It's all good. You can do it without being cruel, but get out, for heaven's sake. No that, more time true. to wasting. Yeah, you're 23. If at 28 you're not feeling no. it, I'd say... Mother Teresa! Mother Teresa. Come on, get a grip, love. The answer is... Can you read the... Read the uh... Courage in the face of the unknown is always hard, but in this case, it's not the unknown you're afraid of. You've mm. been here before and survived and you can do it again. Hey. Where's that? Hold on, she's saying stay with him. The unknown you're afraid you've been here before and survived, you can do it again. I'd love you to give a simple affirmation, Rachel. What? Holding three rose quartz crystals and three clear crystals in your hands, say, I program these stones to help me shine like the sun. What a lot of bollocks. No. Arrange them in alternate order around you in a big circle, big enough for you to sit comfortably inside. Then ask for the support and love you need to move on, to move on, or oh, to well, stay. With... I don't know. It's confusing advice, but come on, she's twenty-eight. Don't no, don't be trying working it through at twenty-eight. Out, 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 out. I think that's absolutely correct. Rishi Sunakanaka. Rishi Sunakanaka. That is a lot of Rishi Sunakanaka. Terrible advice. I don't even know what it is. Anyway, listen, we did have some people ringing this week. Yes, we do, with their scary stories. And I spoke to an old friend of mine, Nikki Hodgson, who clearly didn't want anybody to know it was her. She didn't want to reveal uh, where she worked and uh, over which period she worked. Because she's a spy. Because she's a spy and probably embarrassed to be on this podcast. Anyway, Nikki Hodgson. I'm joined by Nicola Hodgson, who um, I know I've known for a very, very long time, and she worked at the ICA in London. She worked for what was it called, Republic Festival, Republic, something like that, yeah. Something like that. Maybe she doesn't... Clearly, she doesn't want anyone to know <laughs> that it's her. So let's just... We'll delete that in a bit. She... That's something, yeah, that's right. Just talk a lot of me. She had um, <laughs> a spooky story and she wanted to tell us... Nicola, it's so lovely to see you. You look bloody gorgeous. Thank you. That's very kind of you. And it's you, you do of, too. Sorry, yeah, you, you do too. It's it, it's it's good manners. That's right to 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 be reciprocal about these things. Don't matter what happened to you. Just one second, Linda. Could you put the scary music on, please? As Nicola regales us with her story and deliberately avoiding who she's worked with over the years. Thank you. Um, my story is very short. Um, and I think it's short because I'm quite cynical. I'm not sure I believe no. it. But basically, it, it, 
nothing happened to me. It happened to my mum. Okay, nice and slowly, nice and spookily, please. Okay, okay. So many years ago, uh, my grandparents lived in a 13th century cottage in Devon. Um, And it was a kind of very rural house where the floors were really wonky. You'd have to walk uphill to get to the windows and that kind of stuff. Um, And when you did get to the window, you'd look out and it'd be like sheep walking past the house as the farmer moved from field to field. So very, very old, very rustic. Yeah, very very Um, rural, very rural. Yeah. Rural. Did I not say that? I don't know. I wanted to say it just to use the word rural. No, you're right. It It was very rural. And... My grandparents were obviously quite elderly, so my mother, who lived nearby, um, often used to go over and help them just with day-to-day stuff. Um, And one day, my mum... So there are often people in the house, like handymen, gardeners, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, One day, my mum walked through the sitting room and she saw this lovely old man... um, and she thought about him because he had a really funny coat on that was tied up with string. Yes. And she just sort of said hello and kind of walked on thinking it was just another one of um, Nana's, you know, mates. Staff. Um, staff. There, do the well, not, No, not yeah. staff. They weren't yeah. that. They're quite, quite no. well to do, were they? Or No, not really. Well, they were elderly, so they, they brought in help. I see. Sorry. I had visions of someone coming up from the village to to do for them. They they did, but they paid them. um, Right. Okay. uh, Because, yeah. Yeah. Very, very defensive. It doesn't matter. Okay. Got it. I think we got a measure. So, anyway. Let's put it this way. We've got a measure of your family. Little bit exploited. Okay. Okay. That's fine. So, anyway, she carried on doing whatever she was doing. And then... um, they had, um, and she had no fear of him, just, you know, thought, like I said, thought nothing of it. Yeah. And then she sat down, they had supper in the evening, and my mum went, oh, who was that old man um, wandering around in the sitting room? What, what was he doing? And my grandmother was like, what? What, what do you mean? And my mum said, I, I saw this man today and sort of described him. Yeah. And my grandmother went, oh, that's Mr. Pocket of Pears. And my mum said, oh, what does he do? Yes. And she said, oh, he used to live here a couple of hundred years ago. Because um, the house used to be called Pocket of Pears. Oh, and she Christ. said he used to um, pay his rent to the, you know, it was obviously part of an estate, to, to the landlord in Pears. Right. And my grandmother went, oh, I often see him. And my mum thought, ooh. But she said the really lovely thing to that, sorry, it's a bit of an anticlimax. No, go on. But the lovely thing was that she felt no fear of him. And just, you know, sort of said hello and kind of walked on by. And if anyone else had told me, I wouldn't have believed it. But I kind of, there'd be no reason for my mum to lie. So I thought, ooh, quite spooky. It's a wonderful story. Was there any... (laughs) (laughs) Not not necessarily this one. Not necessarily this one, but what I heard the other day. Was, Was he ever seen again, Mr Pocket of Pears? Yes. Yeah, my grandmother said she often used to see him. So she, when my mother said, she was very matter-of-fact, kind of yeah. like... Um, so I wonder, I wonder why. Because they often say that people come back to haunt yeah. places, that they have unfinished business, don't they? Right. Well, I want to thank you very, very much for that story, Nicola. It won't be troubling our leaderboard, but... <laughs> But I thought it was quite, it wasn't spooky, but it was quite um, 
Well, bland is the word, yeah. But bland. No, I'm, I'm joking. Linda, Linda, turn off the... No, it was really lovely, and, and I and and to be fair to anyone listening, um, I did encourage Nicola to phone and well, Zoom. We're doing it on Zoom, and she did say, "Well, it's only a very short story, but I think it's a rather nice story." They don't all have to be bloody headless flipping monsters, do they? No, I just thought, how lovely little old man, still yeah. there. Yeah, uh, Nicola, <laughs> you are a wonderful lady. Thanks for phoning. If there's any more fruit-based spooky stories, please don't get in touch with I us. I will. No, please don't. And, and, <laughs> and until... <laughs> until next time, you. <laughs> do, no, I'm kidding. She's so lovely. She's an old friend of mine. And lots of love to you, Nicola. Thank you so much for, for getting you. in touch. Okay. You're Thank very you. welcome. All right, lots of love. From chat, it's fate now, uh, which makes Take a Break of Fate and Fortune look like bloody Paris match. It's <laughs> This is the lower end of the paranormal uh, publication world. Please, Linda, sleeping easy. A dream saved my life. This is the testimony of Jane Mortimer, 68, from Essex. Right. Hobbling around the shopping centre, I had to sit down on a bench for a breather. My legs were aching painfully and my feet hurt. It was like I'd done a ten-mile run, not popped into town for a potter around the shops. What is happening to me, I wondered. At 65 years old, I'd always been really fit and active and loved nothing more than going on long hikes through the countryside with my husband, Keith, who was oh, then lovely 68. Yeah. Now I felt like an old lady. At this point, it was February 2018 and I'd been experiencing the aches and pains in my joints and muscles for over a year. You can't carry on like this, my husband said when I got home and collapsed, groaning onto the settee. Something's not right. You need to see the doctor. She'd not been to see the doctor. She'd been doing this for a year and not seen the doctor. Oh, what a silly oh, woman. Oh, Jane. <coughs> Wake up, love. So I went to see my GP and explained to him exactly how I've been feeling. I'm just had enough. I know him. I'm fed up with it all. I'd barely finished speaking when he reached for his, his prescription pad and scribbled something on it. He tore off the page and handed it to me. It was clear that the only two words he'd heard were fed and up because he'd prescribed a three-month supply of antidepressants. Just cut, cut it for a second. I just want to say this, that I'm not in favour of this. People always on antidepressants. And in my line of work, it's sometimes good to, you know, open your mind to the... I had a friend, he was on antidepressants, and um, I encouraged him to come off those and come off the pills and really hear the voices of the spirits. Right. Which he did. Um, to be fair, seven months later, he was at a family barbecue, he battered his father-in-law to death with a Smokemaster 16-inch deluxe um, grill tongs. But you so... know what I mean? I don't think just prescribing antidepressants is quite right for this poor lady. She's not been to see him for, for years. What do you think? Well, I, yeah, she seems dissatisfied with the service. You should say something, surely. Absolutely, but you know what? Yeah, because she's a witch. You know what she's clearly done, though? She's done that thing we all do in the doctors, which is, oh, thanks very much, doctor. Yeah, of course. Of and then course. gone home for a good old moan. Oh, and written into a magazine. Yes. Continue. I came to my senses when I got home. I'm not taking these, I said to Keith, throwing the pills in That's the bin. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not depressed. I'm exhausted and in pain. Struggling on. 
With no help available to me, I struggled on for a couple more years, getting more and more tired. Sometimes I could bet years, though. God Instead almighty. of going back to the doctor or seeing a different doctor. She doesn't look very well, look at her. She looks fed up. That's what she looks. Yeah. I could barely function for an hour in the morning before falling back to bed to sleep for a few more hours. It was like I was sleeping my life away oh, in a God. downward spiral where any form of exercise was just too much for my tired, aching limbs. Poor cow. My shopping trips were reduced to a quick round of a small area of shops and no specific shopping list. No more pottering or browsing. Uh, and then on a bus and back home to sleep it off. If I had a day out, however, easy and relaxed, I'd pay for it for being knocked flat the following day. We get the idea. God, she doesn't half moan, this woman. She does, flipping Bloody porkies. Porkies. Yeah, needless detail. Anyway. For Christ's sake, Jane. Roll forward to July 2020. I mean, oh. why you didn't do that three paragraphs ago? <laughs> I know, sorry, I should have. <laughs> what did she say? Roll forward to July and things hadn't got any better. I was having more and more floppy days when I was in oh, so much pain. You know about that, don't <laughs> I've had those, i more and more of those. I'm, I was in so much pain and so tired that I couldn't get out of bed. I only saw Keith every now and then. Oh, we're going to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> One night, I had an extremely. Vivid dream. Oh, good. God, I wish I hadn't chosen Some this. excitement, finally. Oh, shit. In the dream, I'd arrived at my GP's surgery for a 10.30am appointment. As I went in, a group of African people, in steady, in colourful national dress, were thumping at the wall, shouting and wailing. What? Touch the old... <laughs> yeah. Some African people thumping and went. It doesn't matter. Anyway, we should have scoot over that. Abrupt doctor, the waiting room was empty and there was no one in reception. After a while, a doctor, whom I didn't recognise, came out of his room and abruptly informed me that he wasn't going to see me. I mean, I got an appointment. I re- there is nothing more boring than pe- hearing people's dreams. <laughs> God almighty, my heart sinks when people like, oh, I had a dream, yeah, I had a dream about you. Or, oh, I had a, an amazing dream of it. Oh, God, what are you, ten? <laughs> I don't know why it's a continuous. And you're a spiritual man, surely you think we live in our dreams. Well, I do, but I don't want to hear someone's boring <laughs> dream about... Oh, God, this is so dull, I don't know whether we could... Uh... Anyway, the point is... Go on, keep going. So she has this dream, right? You'll like the end of this, it's quite a nice... It's not a racist dream she has. <laughs> I had a dream by, uh, you know, who said that? Martin I had a dream. Luther King. Martin Luther King. Slightly in a reverse way. I had a racist dream, right. Oh, God. After a couple of hours of waiting, I decided to go and register with another doctor. There was a practice just a few blocks down the road, and the GP there had a good reputation going back decades. When I woke up next morning, I lay in bed thinking every second of that dream was so vivid, it really stuck in my mind. I got up, got dressed, and had a cup of tea. Oh, just a second. Yeah, needless detail. <laughs> Had a cup of tea. As I sipped, it dawned on me that the dream was trying to tell me something. Yes, shake yourself. And the message was clear. It was time to change my GP. My God, it's been years. Oh, God, this is tedious. She should have done that day one. Stick with this, for Christ's sake. Anyway, she didn't waste any time. Got straight on the phone, rang the other practice to register with him. Let's try and make this more interesting. Try, try and liven it up. A couple of days later... Uh. God, a pointless detail. A couple of days later, I ran to see if my registration had been accepted and processed. Oh, and it had. God. Jesus Christ, Jane. Thank goodness we Jane. know about that. Uh, 
So I booked a telephone appointment and was thrilled to receive from the same doctor from my dream. What? Oh, now you see, it starts getting interesting. Listen to it last. You need to come in for a blood test, he said, after I explained all my ailments. Finally, someone was taking me seriously. So I duly went in for a blood test and the phlebotomist took five vials of blood. Again, needless detail. Yeah. A few days later, I had a phone call from the surgery to say a prescription was waiting for me in the chemist's opposite. It seemed I was anemic and the pills were intended to fix the problem quickly. This After is... another blood test... Oh, how many vials this time, God, mate? I had a phone call from the surgery to say... Oh, no, no. Uh, the GP said my iron levels were now fine. Oh, I've had enough of this story. <laughs> this is absolutely <laughs> tedious. And diabetic. She's diabetic. Change your diet. Change your diet. Blood pressure sky blood pressure high. high. Anyway, the point is, this woman had a dream. <laughs> Listen, the, the, the lesson oh, of this is, God. it's not psycho psychic. It is this. If you are dissatisfied with the service given at your local GP's surgery, ask for a second opinion. Standard. I can only apologise for... Don't wait five years! ...that story... That was really boring. Don't go off the podcast. Next time, I will find a better story. All right? I mean, the um, title I mean, of this says Prophetic True Life. Too true. Boring. Every she day. had a dream changed GP. <laughs> that is deeply, deeply boring. What can I play you to cheer you up? Um, hold on. He went to the GP and he said... You can walk. <laughs> That'll do. Oh, my God. Well, I'm really sorry about that, folks. Let's move on swiftly. You will like this. It's the second instalment of Ruth and her problems with the repair shop. Basically, Ruth wrote in to Jay Blades, tried to offer all her dad's old shit, uh, dad's sentimental stuff. The BBC wrote back, they're not interested. And Ruth this week asked me to maybe write an email back to them to plead her case. So this is me, well, it's Ruth and me in my flat, trying to compose an email to Jay Blades. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. You tell them about my dad. Tell them about what a nice man he was and how he had nice things. All right, let's have a go at this. Mm-hmm. Dear, I just keep it brief. I'm rather busy, Ruth. Dear, dear. All right, what do you want to say then, dear? Dear, dear Mr. J. Blades. Mr. J. Blades. Right, a little bit pushed for time, Ruth, so come on, let's just get this in. Uh, what would you say? Thank you. Thank-, Thank you very much for considering very much. my offerings. My offerings. Okay, yeah. I would like you to reconsider my offerings. My offerings, yes. Um, I would like my Nespresso machine mended. Would like, well, it's not, as I said, it don't matter, just, let's just send it on. Would like my Nespresso machine mended, yes. Like everybody else on the programme, all my offerings have sentimental value. Yes. Like that lady with that clock. That was not even that sentimental, that lady with that clock. Yeah, try to stick with what you want to say. Jesus Christ. Lady with the clock, but not that sentimental with the clock. Yes. And she was not nice to look at either. And she or it, she was not nice to look at. She was not, the clock was, I didn't care for the clock either, to be right. honest. You can write that. Didn't and, care I didn't, and I didn't care for the clock either. Right, okay. No, tell him that I fancy him. That would <sighs> That's not going to get you on the bleeding show, is it? I think All it right. will. All right, hold on. I fancy you, full stop. Okay. And, and I will do the show... Naked. No, I will get a boob out for the show. On the show. One Don't be boob. ridiculous. One boob out. Oh, my goodness. It's absolutely ridiculous. <sighs> Whatever. I will get a boob out on the show. Full stop. One boob out. Yeah, just right. one. Just and one. Right. If you want me to get both boobs out, oh, I would... Do I have to write it? And if you want me to get both boobs out, I will what? I will. I will get both boobs out. I, I will, will do get that. both boobs out. I will do that. Okay. Right. Yeah. And and you can come to my house. How long is this going on for? This bloody email. Because I'm not. And right, keep it brief. Can, you can put your. And oh, you I don't can, have, Move it in and out, in and out. In oh, out. Jesus Christ. Do you honestly and, think? And, oh, and I will clap your, clap your bottom together, push your bottom cheeks together, 
and I've got quite nice long nails, so I will dig them into the oh, bottom. Bloody hell! Well. I will clamp your bottom cheeks together. What? And I've got long nails. Yes. So what? And I will put, use the nails to push. Use the nails to push, 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 push. You can the end of his. My God! Right. Yes, and, and we can have a coffee afterwards because the machine, the Nespresso machine, will be ready. Afterwards, because the Nespresso machine will be ready. Full stop. Yeah, and I'll comb his hair with the comb. But how long have we got now? And I will comb your hair with the comb. Yours and, sincerely. And look at the plant. Yeah. Back to your problems now and a return to a bit of quality in this podcast. This is this is an extraordinary thing. They've written into the magazine Chat Fate and Fortune with this question: what will stop him sulking? Music, please. She's obviously written in from a silent house. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's upstairs. Nikki 27 of Belfast. My boyfriend is a sulker. After a minor disagreement, he will ignore me for days. Hey, hey. Oh, so do I. And then be cold towards me over messages. It always fills me with anxiety and makes me think the relationship is falling apart. Yeah, yeah. that's because it is. Yeah. He won't talk about his childhood, and I think that that's part of the problem. Can you psychically link to him and offer an explanation for this behaviour, says Nikki 27 of Belfast. There is nothing worse than someone bloody well sulking. It? You know, grow up! Tell us what the problem is yeah. and we can deal with it. I mean, I have to admit to you, I'm not very good at facing up and, you know, letting it, the guts spill out sort of thing. And, you know, being... It's, I find it a little bit... I'm very English like that. I find that embarrassing. But what do you... How do you normally resolve an argument? Right. Well, I... you got divorced. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way, of course. Yes, but we've not fallen out. And I think that makes a difference, right? Here's the thing. Good advice, listen to this. I think it's okay to have a bit of a sulk for about half an hour. Just calm down. You don't have to say everything that's on your mind at the time. Often it's silly and you're just doing it to try and push the other person away and you could be horrible and say things that will be very damaging. Yeah, but you don't want to dismiss what they're saying. No. Don't be a poo pooer. Don't be a poo pooer. No, no. What I'm saying is, you know, I think that sometimes I can understand why people would need space after a heated argument, right? Yes. But sulking for days, I think, is violence. I think it's um, abusive. It, it's it's cowardly, isn't it? It's it's passive aggression. Yeah. Withdrawing aff- affection, and unfortunately, I think some of us have learned that from parents. Right. But it's, a, I mean, it's sort of a British thing, isn't it? Because people don't like to face up yeah. to what I call the language of life, as yes. everything but the girl once said in one they? of their songs. Yeah, it's very nice. The the answer is as far as uh, take a break go, and I, I've got a feeling this might be. Uh, uh, oh, hold on, was it Katie Keeley? Yeah. As I connect to both your and his energy, I can tell that sometime you've been asking yourself, is he the right person for you? Right. You love him and don't want to be alone because you're worried you would make a mistake if you split and feel that you had failed. 
as I connect him, I feel he's a child at heart. Most blokes are. Used to his own way from birth to now. Not knowing how to show his anger. He's always trying to be the man because he may not have the perfect role models growing up. This is exactly what you said. Boom. However, you also think you can fix him, mother him and protect him. Thinking he's hurting inside. When really the truth is, he's just very good at using things as an excuse and he can be selfish. I feel he's someone who likes to do what he wants, when he wants, and the easiest way to do this is to make you feel that you created the problem. My advice to you is to stop trying to change yourself, him. It's time to change for you. You will never be alone again. Just remember that. What's this got to do with the supernatural? I have no idea. It's just common sense, isn't it? <laughs> well, he asked her to psychically link to him and offer an explanation. Yeah. Do you know what? I've got a funny feeling. This is not... Do you know who this is? This is our friend... Ow! Isn't he? He's there! Like Sally Morgan. He's there, Kick Sally Morgan. You smack him in the head to his eye, come out. <laughs> Glance him on the side of the head, little blow to the temple, right? Is that all right, my love? Right. Although I have loads of family on my dad's side, my mum's side is just her. She's always been really cagey about it, and I believe she may have something to hide. Oh. As she's in a wheelchair now, I clean for her. I found some of her personal stuff, like her birth certificate. I'd love to trace her family tree, but my husband says I shouldn't. What do you think, Sinead, 56 Coventry? Oh. What do you think? It's being a little bit nosy, isn't it? It is, but it is her family too. I can understand why you'd want to do that. You know, the older generation are funny buggers, aren't they? Yeah, go on. And a lot of them have squirrelled away things. Um, secrets. Secrets yeah. secrets and lies. That's right. Thinking that um, least said soonest mended, right? But actually what it does is it just passes it on to the next generation oftentimes, yeah. right? At some point you will be able to do that. I suspect your mum's hidden it for a reason. If you can't talk to her about it... I yeah. don't think it's your, no, to your go, stuff to go, to go poking through. So I think you should speak to her, you know, maybe just in private somewhere. I'm going to the toilet. Something like that. I feel you will investigate your family tree. I feel you will investigate your family tree. No families, my darling, have certain unspoken situations. Most families have certain unspoken situations and secrets in the past. However, I, do th I don't think your mum has anything hidden in her past that would stop her from letting you know this information. I'm sure you will find the journey of looking back addictive and cathartic. Look at this as an extremely positive and mind-cleansing journey. Your enthusiasm will encourage your mum to share the journey of discovery yeah. with you. You've never discovered anything in your family you weren't supposed to know about. Family dad's stash of Mayfairs, does that count? Alright. Only the other day on this very podcast you were absolutely appalled at my friend, I won't say his name, whose dad had the... Do you remember the scrapbook of women's tits? Yeah, but he'd done homework. That's, <laughs> that's a step too far. How old were your dad's stash of Mayfair magazines? Oh, they were, they were quite... Quite old? <laughs> I mean, it was quite it was quite a comprehensive collection. Really? <laughs> it was from quite a while back. Really? I didn't check all the dates. I was just horrified to realise what I'd stumbled across. There is... A gentleman's top shelf periodical uh, model who came to see me at the Hundred Club. Her name's Louise Hodges. Right. 
probably her work was a lot further on from your dad's collection of people. And I have asked her to find a model from those days who I was very keen on in in my teens. Not not now, when I was 15 or 16 years old, right? Working in a similar sort of field, Debbie J. Right. Debbie, if you're listening, please make yourself known to me. For all I know, Debbie J. might have appeared in your dad's Mayfair <laughs> magazine. Yeah. Lovely work, lovely work from Debbie. I mean, Sterling. Sterling work. Debbie, please, I can get you a ticket to come and see me at the I, 100 Club. I met Linda Lusardi last year. I'm working with her soon. Oh, she's so lovely. Can I just say... To avoid any shadow of doubt, Linda Lusardi has not been in Mayfair. All no, right? but we have seen her boobs. That's what my trainer thought was doing. This is the other thing. You're not allowed to mention that, but she did do a bit of that. But OK, that's just factually <laughs> correct. Yeah. But I'm working with Linda soon, and I will be losing some of this in the edit. <laughs> but I'm doing, we're doing a show on the 17th of September at His Majesty's Theatre for Wayne Dobson, the magician. Oh, yeah. And Linda's in it, Sooty's in it, Hans Clock, who's a top, top, uh, magician uh, Paul Zerdin is in it Glow is singing in it I'm hosting the bloody thing so please come and see it would you uh, His Majesty's and Linda Lusardi will be there what are you going to say about Linda? Linda Lusardi what a lovely, lovely woman lovely woman I went to a sort of showbiz thing a reception yeah. for uh, at the Winter Gardens in Blackpool and I know was, it it yes. was a who's who of, of yeah. show business like traditional legacy show business okay right Roy Walker was there yeah Sid Little was there yeah it was and, a who of show business? No. Yeah. No, I'm joking. I had a chat with Tommy Cannon. <gasps> At one Wonderful. point, I'm talking to Linda Lusardi, there's a rap on the window. Who's who's knocking on the window? Uh, Pat Coombs. Kevin Keegan. Kevin bloody Keegan? It was like being in 1982's Sunday People. Did, That's what did, it felt like. Did he knock on the window and go, I would love it. I would love it if I could come in there. <laughs> That's a football joke for anyone. He was waving at Linda Lusardi. Oh. oh. It was just great. Imagine if those two got together with their hair. What a beautiful, beautiful God, like couple. Velcro. Mind you, her husband is a bit of a dish, isn't he? I've not met him. I will be meeting him uh, at His Majesty's where he'll come up and punch me in the nose for put, discussing her in the same breath as the Mayfair magazine <laughs> you collection. You it again. Yeah. But he's a, you know, he was a, he was an actor in his own right and a very successful one. And, and What's now, his name? Do you know? I do know. We're going to look him up. Don't worry about that. Let's get on with this, please, before I libel any more of our national cultural icons. Why has she blocked us on Facebook? Oh, God. My sister... Now, this is Sally. Question for Sally. My sister-in-law has blocked me and my husband on Facebook. In real life, she's perfectly pleasant. Do you think I should ask her why? Barbara 36 and Arsenal Cornwall. I don't think so. No, Does it matter? If she's all right with you in real life, then she's probably just pressed it by accident. Sally says... Social media can often lead us to blow simple situations out of proportion. I suggest getting a poker at the fireplace and cracking around the chops. <laughs> all her eye come out all over the floor. I psychically sense that your sister-in-law has misunderstood a set of circumstances she feels you have participated in. I'm also seeing that this event may have occurred at a family gathering. The only way, my darling, to resolve your dilemma is to talk to us so she can express herself fully and you can assess the situation. Good advice. Right. Good advice. I've got better advice. Well, Come off Facebook, it's bollocks. Oh, I like Facebook. Well, I mean, but things like this can happen and I'm going to say it, especially with women of a certain age. What? 
like slights, perceived slights, because, you know, we grow up to be, oh, be nice, be nice, be nice all the time, but we notice things like this and it bugs us and we also do not have the guts or yeah. the, um, the uh, emotional education required to uh, say to someone, hey, listen, I noticed this. Have, have yes. I, is there something I need to apologise to you for? That's right. Otherwise, you just get, you know, people going lambasting in and... You and you don't want that. You want people to be more diplomatic. I had a situation once with a family member who said something who was quite a pointed thing. Oh, I about like this. Some, Go on. About someone I care about. Yes. And I, I suspect it was it was done forgetting that I was part of her Facebook group. It's one of the reasons I don't go on Facebook anymore. But I sent a direct message and I said, you know what, I'm really sorry if something's happened to make you feel like this was the way forward. Right. I suggest you talk to that person. Because do you know what happens? All the mates plough in who don't know about the situation. Right. And they're like, oh yeah, you're too good for them and all that stuff. And you think, you don't know what's going on. No, that's right. You need to kind of... So it's horrible. Front it up and... Can can somebody tell this lady? Tell the lady. Phone yeah. your friends. Don't just keep sh- And I also think it's bullshit. People putting on, oh, look at me living life. Me and this one out on the town again. Oh, well, I hate all that. If you were having a good time, you would not be showing off on Facebook. Right, right. Who's this for? Great advice. Great advice again from Linda. But I'd say good advice from Sally Morgan as well, in case you're thinking of... What about the poker? No, not that. I made that bit up. Oh, I, want to make it, I want to make it absolutely clear that at no point did television's top, one of, according to this magazine, one of the top five mediums in the world <laughs> who will help you with family, home and life dilemmas, uh, Sally uh, Six Cents Morgan, whatever her she name is, Sanking Sally Morgan, she does not endorse violence in any way. And that was me making, well, a sort of a joke. A silly joke. <laughs> I'm here with Gary Vox. He is in his... Would you, is that your studio there, Gary? It's my living room, really. It's, it's his uh, living room. All right. I thought it was a studio. I thought you were working there because it looks like a bit of a shithole. But what, what I'm saying is, Gary, that I didn't realise it was your actual living quarters. <laughs> I'm joking, Gary. Unfortunately. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Gary, Gary, Gary's an illustrator, uh, but he's not here to talk in that capacity. He's here to tell us a very spooky story. Linda, please put on the spooky music as Gary regales us. Thank you. Uh, it was about 18 years ago. I had my, a little house. It was very small and pokey. And so I had a, a living area and then there's a kitchen and there's a breakfast bar. So sort of dividing the two. Yeah. And... I'd had a cat um, maybe a year or so beforehand who had to be put to sleep because she had a brain tumour. I'm so sorry, Gary, yes. It was terrible. Having a pet, I know what it's like. It's upsetting, isn't it? Go on. It is, it is. So I didn't have any other other pets at the time. Yeah. And there was one day I was was working at my computer, so my back was away from the breakfast bar it was all behind me right and all, all of a sudden I heard this noise it sounded exactly like a cat jumping down onto the lino in the kitchen I and, know I know what that sound is yeah and I immediately turned around thinking what? because <laughs> like, I don't have a cat yeah. and I turned around and on my breakfast bar I had a you know those posh hooks you get for bunches of bananas yes it, it, Keep them, keep them separate from the other fruits that are tarnish. Right. And well, I didn't know it was for that reason, but you're, oh, yeah. 
you're an illustrator, a little bit arty, so I imagine you do that. <laughs> and, and it turns out he lives very near Hampton Court Palace. So he's clearly, you know, a mover and a shaker, yeah. So you've got this fancy thing for holding bananas, yeah. And what was happening to that? Well, as it, when I turned round, the bunch of bananas that they're on the hook were yeah. swinging wildly. And I'm oh thinking, my God. What? I'm thinking, because in my head, I was trying to process it. Does it sound like an animal? I thought, it can't be like a mouse because it wouldn't have moved the bananas so much. Right. And because it wasn't a, a little, it wasn't a gentle swing, it was a wild swinging. Were you looking, out, I, were you looking out for a monkey? <laughs> just a second Gary look before you go any further I'm playing devil's advocate you know I believe in these things but <laughs> something's fallen off a shelf it's banged into your banana hooks and it's hit the lino and it sounds like a cat uh, jumping down isn't that what's happened well that's exactly what it sounded like but yes. I went to look in the kitchen and there's like nothing on the floor Right. there's no no little animal trying to scurry into a corner into being between the cupboards Right. And so it immediately made me jump up out of my chair because it, it yeah. just freaked me out. Yeah. And then and just immediately after that, I had this cold, icy cold air. Wow. Went, went past me and I was like, and I was like, oh my God, what was that? <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't know. It's, I've never experienced okay. it before or after. Gary, Gary. The icy cold air, right, you know, some people say, oh, you got up, you got a bit dizzy, you jumped up. Yes, the, the natural uh, you know, displacement of the air made you feel like it was cold or something. Are you telling me that that felt like the spirit of the cat or a, a ghost of a cat? Or That is the only thing I can put it down to. I think it was the ghost of my cat. I think it's a wonderful story because we don't have many stories about animals or pets on this podcast and i know they do come back yeah, i was yeah. here with linda the other day and she was just sat right next to me here on this chair and i'm sure i spied her short edge schnauzer but what i want you to do gary you've, you've just rolled your eyes like that's pathetic <laughs> double entendre <laughs> gary just quickly tell me I, before we came i say on air it's not it's just on zoom Gary was telling me the loveliest thing. What did you tell me you did, you designed for children in hospital? This is a lovely thing. It's little stickers that they, when babies have like a tube fed and they have yeah. little tubes uh, put, put their up nose. their nose. Yeah. They have like a little sticker that sticks a tube to their cheek. Right. And I've designed, designed quite a few like cartoon designs to put on these stickers. And it's... Uh, you and the first time, because it's for a company who did this, and the first yeah. time they sent me a picture through, I was like, I didn't know what to say. I was gobsmacked. When you see it in a small baby's face, who's obviously not very well, yes. and it's like, you know, yeah, it gets yeah. to Heartbreaking. So hold on. What, wait, so so they you they showed this this tube, and yeah. they said to you, design something. I mean, it's really for the parents just to keep them sane, I suppose. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's just something, because it's not a, a pleasant experience for the no, babies and the children. So you have like a fun design sticker where it's like a panda or a, even like yeah. a superhero did, like a bald superhero for, oh, for mate. children yeah, who've lost fantastic. their hair and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, so it's not just babies, it's sort of toddlers and or anyone really. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's somebody who, I think she was a, I think she was a teenager and she was on a BBC Three docu documentary at one point. Right. Yeah. And one of my design stickers, flashed up on BBC Three one time and he's like, I did that. Hang on. Oh, <laughs> like that's a, fantastic. A little, 
pumpkin face, you know. I was like, what? You didn't, you didn't spoil <laughs> the sentiment the... by getting to the BBC and saying, excuse me, can I have some money for... No. Listen, Gary, no, that's, no. in all seriousness, that is really lovely. And isn't that lovely, people? You didn't know you were going to hear from a man today who did that. And I didn't know I was going to speak to you. So, Gary, well done. Um Thank you for the lovely story about the cat. If You're you welcome. experience any more paranormal activity, will you please get in touch with the show? I certainly will, yes. Okay. Uh, Gary's having a bit of trouble with his knees at the moment, so I would like everybody to just think about Gary's knees. Given what he's done, he's a nice, decent fella. Everybody, just think about Gary's knees. Yeah? Think about them. Make them better. Make them better. Is that doing anything, Gary? I can feel I can feel something. Something's happening to his patellas. Gary, <laughs> thank you very, very much. Uh please get in touch with us. Any more spooky animal stuff? I will do. Thank you, Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, we've reached, we've staggered to the end of another podcast. I want you to know that that shit one here about the lady who had a dream, do you know what I think of that? But if you're listening and you've had a disappointing GP visit, now you know what not to do. <laughs> Don't write into us because we won't be following. <laughs> we'll be doing any of that anymore. Right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very, very much for. We didn't do it last time. I want to promote it. Please come on the 24th of September to see uh, uh, Clinton Baptist. What's it called? Sunday Seance. Go to wegottickets.com. It's at the 100 Club. And if you've missed that, and I don't know whether this is going out after the event, but we're doing the 15th of October. We're doing another one in November. Please go to wegottickets.com and come and see Clinton Baptist Sunday Seance where you can tell me your ghostly stories. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Until next time, lots of love. Linda, where are you going now? Oh, tell you what, I've got um, a lovely thing planned next week. I'm, Go on. I'm going nowhere special now. But um, some friends of mine for my birthday have bought me a Beauty and the Beast Be Our Guest afternoon tea at the Waldorf. Oh, my God. What does that I involve? Know. What does that involve? Tea and cake? I'm hoping Dancing Candelabra. Oh, how lovely. Well, she does get out and about, Linda. And until next time when you can report on where you've been and what you've been up to uh, with your friends uh, and Emilio. Uh, until next time, have a lo lovely time. Thanks. And uh, this is going no way, this... this Bye-bye, <laughs> this outro, waffling <laughs> now. Goodbye, see you next week. My thanks, obviously, to Linda, Nikki Hodgson, Ruth Abbott and Gary Vokes. Also to Dave Brinkworth for this lovely music and for Glow for writing the words and then singing them, you know?
see us at the 100 Club in London. We're doing Sundays. We're doing uh, Sunday, October the 15th. We're doing, uh, don't have it off the top of my head, November the 26th. Go to wegottickets.com and look for Clinton Baptiste's Sunday Seance. It's a comedy show. It's a variety show. You'll love it. And you can be on the bloody podcast if you come along. See you then. Namaste. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry Chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, right. Clinton Baptiste here, offering you the chance to enjoy my Patreon podcast for free for seven days. So many people have been joining me over there. It's a shame that you're not. Uh, we've got videos, cartoons, we've got uh, all sorts of stuff, uh, uh, all the old back catalogue and a chance for exclusive dibs on tickets before anyone else. Please come to patreon.com forward slash Clinton Baptiste. All right, spirit fading now. See you there. Fady Nail.